Welcome to the Poultry Health Today podcast, where we talk all health, all the time. Hear engaging interviews with today's leading industry experts. Hosted by Poultry Health Today editors, podcast episodes highlight the latest ideas, insights, and advice to improve poultry health, welfare, performance, and food safety. Hi, I'm Rhonda Pick, Managing Editor of Poultry Health Today, and with me is Ellie Chadwick, PhD Research Candidate at North Carolina State University. Welcome. Thank you. It's great to have you here. So we're going to spend a little bit of time talking about a new research study that you're presenting at IPPE. So tell us a little bit more on how you ended up on, on this path. Yeah, so our lab is focused in on disease. All of Almost all of our work is disease-based. But what we're seeing more and more often is that we don't even, or we don't only need to understand the diseases, but we also need to understand other aspects that are occurring whenever we're raising broilers. So we decided to combine a few different aspects of poultry science and looking at disease and diet together. And then this study was unique because we utilize people who work with disease. So we knew that we were going to be manipulating the parasite very specifically so that then we could actually see what would occur with the feed additive and have it something have it somewhat familiar to what you'd see in the field. And gut health continues to be a very hot topic uh, within the poultry industry with more than 50% of U.S. broilers now being raised without antibiotics. Yes. Um, so I'm sure that that fed into your um, interest in this area too. It did. It did. Um, one of the one of the unfortunate events that's beneficial for researchers right now is that since so many of these diseases have not been an issue for multiple years because of the antibiotic use, there's now a realm of research that can be done. So let's talk a little bit more about the, the gut health aspect of what you were looking at and you know, how did you set up your study and, and what were specifically findings you were looking to investigate? Yeah, so with gut health, there's multiple different factors you can look at because in the poultry world right now, we don't have one set model. So we wanted to see and look at a few different aspects. The typical thing to look at is weight, which if you have an unhealthy bird, they will be smaller. Um, but other aspects that need to be looked at is the interaction between the gut and then whatever you're working with. And I think that that tends to be lost sometimes. So for us, we looked at the parasite since we are working with um, coccidia. We looked at the villi intestines so we looked um, specifically at running histology, which meant that we could visually see the coxie going in and affecting the bird. And then we also looked at gut leakage, and that's something that is relatively new on the human side of things, so it's even newer with poultry. Yep. And so we ran something called FITCD, and it's a fluorescent dye, very easy to administer. You give it as a drink to the birds, after a set amount of time, you can actually collect blood from those birds, and then you look to see how much of that dye moved from the digestive tract into the body. Permeability. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Yep. Yep. And uh, did you find what you were expecting to find as, as you moved through the research study? Yeah. So with sodium bisulfate, we've seen a few different um, few different outcomes depending on which research trial you're looking at. So we weren't sure how it was actually going to help the birds with gut integrity. And when, if, they, if they didn't have a coxie challenge, there was no difference. But it seems that there was some sort of benefit when the birds were being challenged that this product was working. And I think that there's a potential for this product and a lot of other feed additives if we look both at gut integrity and then also growth. We can actually use this as models for humans as well. And so a lot of the inflammation markers that we're seeing, a lot of the work that's being done with these um, with poultry, we can also correlate with what's happening with humans. Specifically, when you're looking at um, 
you know, villi, and mm-hmm. I know a common thing is to look at villi, you know, height and crypt depth ratios. Yeah. So, so talk us through, you know, what you were looking at specifically mm-hmm. with that and how it impacts nutrient absorption. Yeah. So ideally, they are still trying to figure out the ideal size and length of villi. Right now, there's a lot of different ideas and a lot of different people have information on villi, but a lot of papers don't have conclusions about it. Generally speaking, you would like long and relatively thick villi, and then you want something that can absorb as much nutrients as possible, so that means they have a large surface area. So down at the bottom of the villi, they have something called the crypt, and that's where it actually, the cells are proliferating. So that's actually where the magic happens. And okay. if you have something occurring to where the crypt is almost overworking itself, mm-hmm. then that usually is a sign of some sort of disease. Has your lab previously done work with this feed additive before? Is this a continuation of work that you've previously done or, or, where, is, or where are you at in the journey? Yeah, so we previously looked at an acute heat stress with these broilers and they were fed um, sodium bisulfate. And we didn't see a difference in weight, but what we did see was a difference in the villi maintenance and we saw a difference in mortality. So when these birds were given the acute heat stress, um, because they were older, they were over 35 days, and some of them um, were not able to handle the heat as well. Right. But with the addition of this in the diet, it changed the villi structure. So if you looked at the birds who were not given this on the diet, it almost looked like everything was wiped clean. Um, the birds ended up drinking a lot more water, so which meant they were flushing, and then the nutrient absorption just was not occurring. Okay. So, so what's next in this space for you know investigation? Yeah, so right now our lab is looking at a lot of different management practices and then seeing what we're hearing about in the field. And we're actually trying to do as many surveys as we can. So if there's any outbreak of any sort of protozoal disease, we would love to know about it. So then we can get some more information, learn more about the disease in the field, and then learn about the management practices to see how we can change that. So like I said, our um, lab is pretty focused in on parasites. And one thing that we are seeing a lot of is the improper deworming. So people will, um, especially if you have a longer growing bird, you tend to want to give them some sort of dewormer because dewormers um, take away from your feed efficiency. Mm -hmm. And however, when they're giving the dewormer, instead of giving them at the suggested dosage, they're actually a lot of the times just giving them the dewormer all at once. And so it's not a quick, fast acting uh, way of being able to clear the worms out, but instead we're now developing resistance. So the medications that were previously being used are no longer working. So if you had uh, one or two recommendations for poultry producers as they're thinking about managing disease, managing Mm -hmm. gut health, what are practical things that they should be thinking about? One option that I saw um, actually recently in the field was that um, a lot more growers are reading research articles and they're actually going out and they're willing to pay for the publications to understand what is happening to their birds. So from a writer's perspective, us scientists need to make sure that we're also allowing the growers to be part of our target audience. Um, I do recommend listening to whatever the veterinarian says. Um, The veterinarian has lots of resources. They can reach out to the people who specialize in whatever disease or nutrition aspects are necessary. Um, And then us all just being able to work together and try to be able to combat what we're seeing in the field. Great advice. (laughs) We've been visiting with Ellie Chadwick, PhD research candidate at North Carolina State University. Thanks for stopping by. Thank you. (laughs) Thanks for listening to the Poultry Health Today podcast. 
To get the latest news and interviews delivered to your inbox twice a week, subscribe to our e-newsletter by visiting poultryhealthtoday.com join. 